art is absolutely insane. And no, I don't just mean, you know, paintings hung on a wall or a sculpture placed in a museum. I mean everything from images like Andre Serrano's Piss Christ from 1987, where he submerged a plastic crucifix into his own piss. Uh, you know, I, I would imagine it was to uh, protest against Christianity or something. Uh, Emma Sulkowitz carrying around a mattress for two years in 2014 to 2015 in protest of a student who assaulted her being expelled, and a urinal placed on display by Marcel Duchamp in 1917 because he decided it was art. These are people that pushed the boundaries of our understanding of what art even is, and it's usually reactionary. I've always been fixated by the idea of performance art, where the lines are blurred between what's real and what's part of the show. The medium itself is incredibly transgressive by design, and out of all avant-garde styles of art, it's shown to be, in my opinion, the most polarizing. There are so many insane examples of this, like the provocative nudity-based pieces by Carolee Schneeman, or the downright terrifyingly dangerous, like the American artist Chris Burden in his piece from 1971 just titled Shoot, where at the F-Space Art Gallery in Santa Ana, he just had a friend stand 15 feet away from him and shoot him in the shoulder with a 22 caliber rifle and filmed it. But today, we're talking about something a little deeper and a little darker than that, which shined a light on humanity as a whole, changed how people saw each other, and has been called the darkest piece ever performed. This performance art piece consisted of 72 objects laid out on a table, an audience that was given a very specific set of instructions, and an artist willing to give up her body for six hours to whatever the public wanted to do. Welcome to the Deep Dark Media Well, and on today's episode, we're talking about the grandmother of performance art, Marina Abramovich, and her piece titled Rhythm Zero from 1974, one of the most controversial and dangerous pieces of its kind. Content warning about sexual assault, and thank you for joining me on the Media Well. Well, let's do it. Marina Abramovich was born in Belgrade, Serbia, which was then part of Yugoslavia in 1946. Due to a combination of her strict military-style supervision by her mother and her overall oppressive environment, Marina began to explore fine arts as an outlet and pursued these studies in that field. She began doing performance art pieces in 1973 and began what's been known today as the Rhythm Series. Rhythm 10 from 1973 involved 20 knives laid out on the ground and two tape recorders in front of an audience while playing a game of Russian roulette with herself. Uh, the point of the thing was to play the game where you stab the knife in between the, the spaces of your fingers and every time she would stab herself she would go over the tape recorder and try to recreate the movements and mix the past and the present and um, According to her, she set out to explore the physical and mental limitations of the body. This would be a continuing theme in Rhythm 5 from 1974, which consisted of a petroleum-soaked star that was on the ground, and she threw hair and 
nail clippings into it and it would create these these bursts of light and then eventually she would lay on the ground in the middle of the star and uh, people noticed she wasn't moving very much even though there was like burning wood hitting her neck and her feet and uh, yeah she had lost consciousness due to lack of oxygen and a doctor on scene needed to intervene uh, Marina would state later on that she was not so much mad that she lost consciousness she was mad that she lost control of the piece of the art um, and this like she would lean further into the losing control aspect for the remaining parts of the series um, rhythms two and four also from 1974 dealt with this lack of control where she would take medication for people who suffer from catatonia and uh, she would lose control of her muscles and they would spasm and contract uh, while she remained fully aware of what was going on but wasn't able to stop it and then uh, in rhythm four she stood in front of a industrial fan and attempted to ingest as much air as possible before passing out um, that one wasn't in front of an audience uh, just a cameraman who was told to not intervene but when she lost consciousness of course he did by now <laughs> you're probably wondering why someone would put themselves through so much for the sake of art and it's a really good question and not a very good answer um, through researching this I've found that artists especially Marina are a complex breed that are willing to go through insane lengths to prove a point or learn a lesson um, and then in this case of the final series the final installment Rhythm Zero, uh, it was both. At 8 p.m. on an unspecified date in 1974 at Studio Mora in Naples, Marina would stand perfectly still for six hours and be at the mercy of her observers. 72 items were laid out on a long table with a white cloth, and items ranged from bread, wine, and perfume to nails, a scalpel, and a loaded gun. Framed instructions on the table read the following. Instructions. There are 72 objects on the table that one can use on me as desired. Performance. I am the object. During this period, I take full responsibility. Duration. 6 hours, 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. Throughout these six hours, the following is what an art critic by the name of Thomas McKevley, who was there at the time, claims they saw as well as Marina's own experiences that were documented uh, warning everybody again that this gets pretty graphic um, so it apparently began pretty tamely within the first few hours someone turned her around thrust her arms into the air offered her a rose they were just kind of testing the waters to see if this was real um, it already gets a little hairy when somebody touched her somewhat intimately and kissed her and then things heated up a bit by the third hour uh, all of her clothes were cut with razor blades and removed uh, rose thorns were stuck into her stomach you can see the from the pictures there's a photo reel that's um, heavily circulated online um, people did really go crazy with it after a while as much as Marina was very stoic and very still during the time, you can see 
you know, in her eyes that she was welling up a bit. And I don't know if that's due to the pain that was being inflicted or mentally she was kind of coming to grips with what was happening. It was never known or documented, but, you know, it's really harrowing to look at. Her neck was cut slightly with a blade so someone could suck on her blood. Various sexual assaults. Uh, Thomas claims, quote, She was so committed to the peace that she would have not resisted rape or murder. Faced with her abdication of will, with its implied collapse of human psychology, a protective group began to define itself in the audience. Uh, when the loaded gun was thrust into Marina's head, and her own finger was being worked around the trigger, a fight broke out between the two audience factions. The story sounds unbelievable, but it was all real. What started out as this conceptual form of art turned into one of the most brutal displays of what people are capable of when they don't have to take accountability for their actions. There was no separation between... Marina and her audience, it was just her and them. So, during the six hours, Marina, as stated, didn't say a word, move a muscle, react in any way. But after the six hours were up, the piece was not over. Marina began pacing around the room right after the six hours were, were over, and she was staring directly at the people who did these things. It, uh, there was a mixed response. Apparently some people stared back and others literally ran for the hills, like left the room because they didn't want to face the confrontation. Like they weren't able to face Marina as a person, that she's real, that she exists, that she isn't just like, you know, just an object to be used, right? Nobody knew she was going to do this. Like, they thought that, I'm not sure what they were thinking was going to happen after the six hours were up, but, you know, that's how it turned out. This ultimately proved something Marina set out to explore with the piece to begin with. Um, how far are the public willing to go? What are they going to do in this kind of situation? The piece proved that humanity has the capability of being evil, and this is all contained due to Society needing to face social consequences for our actions. But once these consequences are removed from the equation, things can change really quickly. Rhythm Zero is Marina's, or one of Marina's most well-known pieces because of its simple concept, yet world-shattering results. She put her body on the line to prove this point, and as terrible as the experience was, Marina continued her career as a performance artist and endurance artist to this very day. My introduction to Marina Abramovich's work was back in college when we were all shown a compilation of the Museum of Modern Arts exhibit from 2010 called The Artist is Present. Uh, maybe you're familiar with the video that circulated on Facebook, but the piece was from March 14th to May, uh, May 31st of that year, and uh, Marina sat in a chair in the middle of a room, and spectators took turns to sit opposite to her and maintain eye contact. It was silent. Uh, it was around 736 hours. Uh, 1,545 people 
sat there and just looked back at her. The only bit of emotion, apparently, that she ever showed was that if somebody opposite to her cried, she would cry a little bit as well. Um, it was really, really beautiful when it came together, as confusing as I thought it was. Um, but holistically, I don't think I've ever seen an artist that's been so committed. I think the ethics behind Rhythm Zero are that Marina Abramovich should be the only person in history to ever attempt something like this. Like, if it weren't for, like, you know, to put it into perspective, if it weren't for a few people in that audience back in 1974 coming to their senses, she would have been murdered by the gun that she put on the table. When you zoom out, it's absolutely insane how she didn't die. And also how willing, like, she was to put her body on the line to prove that humans can be cruel. Um, anyway, I, I encourage everybody listening to this to check out her other performances and the rest of her work. Uh, she founded the Marina Abramovich Institute, the MIA, or MAI, <laughs> which is a non-profit for performance art as well as she's doing like NFT stuff now as of June of 2022. But she's just a very fascinating person. And if you, if you, if you glean anything from this episode, it's that you should be looking further into her work for sure. So thank you to anybody who took the time today to listen to this episode about Rhythm Zero and the work of Marina Abramovich. Please rate the podcast on Spotify if I've earned it. There's just a little a little star rating button that you can see there. Uh, please share it with your friends. That would be the biggest help in the world. Um, I love looking this stuff up, and I find it so um, cathartic to be able to make something and just put it out in the world, and if people like it, they like it. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe you'll find that your friends enjoy hearing about some weird form of media uh, for 15 minutes a week. <laughs> Who knows, right? Anyways, thanks again. Take care of one another and have a good rest of your day. See you next time on The Media Well. <laughs>